Hello everybody, welcome to your Blood Red podcast. I'm Andy Kelly. Uh, I'm joined here in Basel pre-match uh, for our Europa League final preview. With me I've got uh, James Pearce and Ian Doyle from The Echo. Yesterday we promised you a special guest and we have indeed managed to secure him. Uh, he's looking as fresh as ever. Uh, Tony Barrett from The Times. And um, We've also got a Liverpool fan from Fairfield, Phil Smart, with us. Uh, sitting in because we couldn't think anything else to do with them while we were having a chat. <laughs> so uh, we're sat on the banks of the Rhine. We're about five minutes away from where most of the Liverpool fans uh, were enjoying themselves last night up in the two main squares in, in Basel. And uh, you know, plenty of imbibing was going on, lots of fun, uh, but no, uh, no, uh, no problems that we could see. Of everyone looked to be having a great time. Um, Piercy, it's it's a day of massive opportunity for the Reds, and um, you know, it's just. You know, no game days here. You just feel just go and win it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is so much at stake, and there's no getting away from that. You know, it's the chance to lift the first European trophy for 11 years. You know, even even just to get to a European final, you can sense the buzz around around this city today. You know, the influx of thousands of fans. You know, first European final for nine years, and it's it's Liverpool back where where they've where they've always wanted to be, competing for the big prizes, and obviously with the added. With the added prize of uh, the Champions League spot, it's, it's just a huge night. You know, the difference between winning and losing tonight is immense in terms of what it could do for the club going forward. Tony, if Klopp can deliver a, a European trophy in his first season with pretty much every, you know, Brendan Rodgers' players essentially, aren't they? Um, where does it place him in terms of the history of the club and the sort of start he's made to his managerial career at Anfield? I think the start's the most, the most important thing. The, the, the trophy changes everything. Everyone knows what he's done so far. He's, he's improved the attitude, improved the fitness, improved the teamwork. He's improved the team as a whole, and, and, and that's there for all to see. And it's been probably most obvious in, in the Europa League. Uh, we now know what his first 11 is, or, or if not his first 11, what his first 12 or 13, who his first 12 or 13 players are. And, and as, as, the more he's put that team out, the better that team's become. So. We've got a clear idea now the direction he's going in, and, and, and this is the catalyst. If you, if you win that trophy, you get that first trophy out the way, it takes all the pressure off him, all the pressure off the players, a lot of the pressure off the club because it's sort of been a few years since he won anything, it's, and it's also that platform to build on. In terms of his place in, in Liverpool's history, difficult one because you, you, you look at the managers of the past and what they achieved, some who've some won European trophies in the, the first season in charge, obviously Dafa Benitez and Joe Fagan did that. Uh, but I, I think for him it's it's more about the future than, than, than his place. If you talk to him, he's not interested in what it means for him, and he he, he wants to build a Liverpool that's competitive at the very highest level. At, at the minute, they're not. Whether they win tonight or not, that's not where they are. No one's going to come away from tonight's final saying Liverpool are ready to win the Premier League, Liverpool are ready to win the Champions League. But but this is this could be a really important stepping stone. Dorney, the, the team they've obviously got to get past. Uh, Sevilla, lose a pedigree in the competition, won it last two years. You were in uh, their manager, uh, I'm sure I'll pronounce your name wrong, but Unai Emery's uh, press conference yesterday. Um, how are they sounding and how are they sort of treating the challenge that Liverpool can offer them? I mean, obviously, if you see Liverpool as a challenge, but for them, it's all about winning a third Europa League for them in, a, in succession. That's all basically all their fans are talking about. It's all the questions were basically on that. It's about what they're more interested in is creating history. They're looking at as a landmark for them. I mean, they've won it the last two years. They've won it, I think it's four of the last nine, I think it is. So they, they know how to win it. I mean, you look at their record, though, in the league, it's not particularly great. I mean, their away record's absolutely terrible. And uh, 
also the manager said that he wasn't particularly fussed that there'll be you know severe fans will be outnumbered by three possibly four to one he says he's not bothered he's just playing for for the team and playing for those severe fans who aren't even there so I mean I know the Villarreal manager said something uh, similar before the second leg at Anfield so we didn't know what happened there so hopefully Liverpool will be uh, hoping to uh, prove the Spaniards wrong again well talking of those fans who'll be in the ground tonight Phil um, how do you think most of the fans have travelled in terms of their mentality for the game uh, with confidence etc or you know with a little bit of natural wariness and just in terms of that Europa League run this year in terms of the rebuilding of Anfield and the recreation of the atmosphere how do you think the, the fans have found that this year in terms of what Klopp's managed to achieve with those performances well I think um, sort of if we went back to October you know, under the Rodgers era I think uh, Liverpool fans were really despondent and I don't think any of them would have believed that we'd be in any European final come May um, I think since Klopp took over and uh, you know, after Christmas comes February, March when we're playing Man United and we've done so well against that Man United, then obviously went into the Dortmund game, fantastic again. Villarreal, the, the momentum was building. And, and as a fan, these are the types of games you just want to be involved in. These are the ones that you want to be at, you want to be going. So I think, uh, speaking to a couple of fans yesterday, everyone's really excited just to be involved, just to be here, to, to be involved in the game. And now all we're looking at is, is bringing on that UEFA Cup, and that, that's what we want to do. As a, as a fan, do. when did you first think, oh, we might win this? I think uh, after the United home game, I think that, that that was that was the moment where I was looking and thinking that this team could, could actually do it. That the, the, the big game happened, and they achieved in the big game. Um, and then obviously going into the Dortmund game, Dortmund for me were by far the better team but, but Liverpool somehow come through that game and found a plan to be able to get through the game and win the game and if you can do that you can do that against anyone and so then therefore I think fans today are coming here and thinking we can do this and and, and hopefully we can That's... James if, if we don't if we you don't want to think about it to be fair but if we don't win obviously everyone's got a long journey home uh, some some or another, yeah, some yes. or another, <laughs> just the hundred miles to drive. But um, but also, obviously, that puts us out of Europe altogether next year. Now, to a certain extent, James Milner was asked about it in the press conference yesterday. Said you, somebody asked him, do you think it will make it more or less likely that Liverpool could win the league next season? And that, James Milner, he wasn't, you know, he's a bit equivocal in his answer because I think he's aware, obviously, that the, the last big challenge Liverpool made in the tight race under Brendan Rodgers was when they didn't have European football but it, the club is built on Europe isn't it and it still feels like a season is a little bit lacking if you're not in Europe yeah and I think also I think Milner was kind of hesitated a bit when he was answering it because it always seemed a bit defeatist to even contemplate that at this stage because you know that is the, the worst case scenario tonight it's not what anyone's thinking about ahead of such a massive game but there's no doubt that if you know if, if Liverpool do come off second best tonight you know, it's it is not all doom and gloom because you know we've seen what Leicester you know, what Leicester have achieved this season when you only have one game a week it makes a huge difference. I think this is Liverpool's 63rd game this season in all competitions. Leicester played 43, so you know you're talking about a 50% increase in in matches, and uh, you know that would it, there's no no doubt that we've seen what Klopp has achieved when he has that preparation time. Um, you know it would have a huge impact on on what Liverpool are able to do in the Premier League next season, but. Still, you know, you, you you don't want that. You want you want those games to come thick and fast because you want to be you want to be competing on all four fronts like Liverpool were for, for so long of this season. 
So would you miss Europa League? For, you know, would you you know next season? Obviously, you've had some great nights in it this year, and uh, you know, there's an argument that says oh, fewer games, preparation. We know what Klopp can do, as GM says, but. So there is something a wee bit wrong about not being in Europe for a team like Liverpool. I'm adamant to that I don't, I don't think we should ever be out of Europe. I, I never get the positives. I understand that the, the title challenge happened in 2013 14, and it may not have happened with Liverpool being in Europe. I get all that, but I just think Liverpool are, if anything, they are a European club, and the prestige that Liverpool have comes from being one of the best performing clubs in Europe over the last 40, 50 years, and that's not something you should ever give up. Liverpool should cherish that, and whatever team they, they put out, however they enter the competition, However, they, they look at whether they want to win it or not, or they just involve so far they go and uh, take the squad accordingly. They, they've got to be in Europe. And I, I've, I've also got this thing that I, I look at this Liverpool team and we can all see the weaknesses in it. And the, there's, there's a first 11, there's a first 12, 13, as we've said, and there's not much beyond that. The, the players who can come in and do jobs here and there, but. What, what you'd have to expect, expect is that the players who haven't offered a great deal over the last 12 months will be will be shipped out in the summer. There can be a lot going out and you would hope that they'd be replaced with quality players. So if you've got a stronger squad, uh, you should be able to manage Europe and, and the Premier League. That There shouldn't be a problem with that. And, and a club in Liverpool size should, shouldn't look at that challenge and think we can't do it. They should embrace the challenge. I mean, I'm not sure what the other lads think, but I think Jurgen Klopp this season has perhaps restored Liverpool's reputation in Europe especially given what happened last year. Not so much the fact that they went out of the Champions League then didn't go very far in the Europa League, but I mean, I've mentioned this a few times before, but the game in, in Real Madrid where basically you know, Brendan Rodgers just said, no, we're not going to win this and put up more or less a reserve team. And while Liverpool put up a good performance that night, they were never going to win. And it was that defeatist. I mean, they were waving, basically waving a white flag, but you know, there's no chance that any Jurgen Klopp side would ever wave a white flag certainly not in Europe and I think even if they don't win tonight which hopefully they, they will win but I think the rest of Europe will think of Liverpool as a European you that, know. that was the biggest change under Klopp that yeah. he went into Europa League games never summoned some of them far away and you're thinking he's going to play with his age Kazan and he puts out the strongest team and he got stick for it too he got stick for it and Liverpool end up in the final that's obviously not a coincidence you play your strongest side you've got a chance of going to win the competition and that's what Liverpool about I I agree with what Burley just said then I thought that team that Liverpool put out in in the last year shame Liverpool I thought thought one of the worst things a Liverpool manager ever done in terms of team selection because if you're a big club and you're playing a big club, you meet them on those terms. You don't back away, you don't say, I'm going to put out these lads and save the others for Chelsea on Saturday. You play your strong side, and, and Liverpool didn't do that, and it didn't. And that damaged Liverpool that night. It, it, the stand in, in, in Europe that had been built up for so long did take a knock, and that's why what Klopp has done is so important, and it's also why Liverpool are now winning big games in Europe again. There's there a lot of talk about Klopp's record in finals. I mean, it's one of those things where you look at it and think, every final he's lost was perfectly losable. Albeit probably the the, one, the last one at Dortmund against Wolfsburg, albeit that Dortmund had, had a very up and down season. Um, um, you know he's probably been coming in as the underdog with Dortmund against Bayern Munich in, in all those games. Um, but it'd be you sort of think he'd not, he'd like to get it off his back if you like and get another win on the board, and uh, then people can stop talking about it. Well, that's it. If they win, if Liverpool win tonight, no one will mention it again probably until the next final. But uh, I don't think that's going to play any part tonight I think we mentioned this in the past the players aren't going to be going out there thinking oh the manager's lost four of his last five finals they'll just be wanting a win for themselves and I don't think Jurgen Klopp's the kind of person who'll let it affect him anyway 
I mean, you're, you're, you know, he's not a loser because he's got to get, to, you know, you get to these finals. He's, you know, he's getting there. He's just getting over got the a line. lot of silver medals. He said, but I'd rather have yeah. the silvers. Yeah, you've got to put it into perspective, because two of those finals obviously against Bayern Munich, and you think, you know, their vast resources compared to what he had at, at Dortmund. And I think one was a narrow German Cup final defeat to Wolfsburg, and then obviously the the, the Man City League Cup final in February that went to penalties, and that you know Liverpool could have easily walked away having and then won that competition. So, um, no, I don't think you can question... You know, you look at Liverpool in the big games on the clock, and, and by and large, they have they have delivered. And that is something that was sadly lacking during Brendan Rodgers' reign, when you know when when the stakes were really high, when they had the chance to take that next step, they weren't able, weren't able to do it. Just go around the table for that fan, give us all... Everyone give us their... Uh, I think Alan Kennedy was the last Liverpool player to sc- score a winner in a European final in normal time. But we're not going to even talk about penalties. Let's just talk about who's going to be our match winner tonight and why. Phil? Well, I think um, if the, there's a front three or, a, or behind, if, if it's Sturridge or Origi, I think if you've got a, a three of Lalana, Firmino and Coutinho, I really like them three playing together. I think they can really offer attack and prowess. Um, and I can see one of them being the match winner. For me... I actually feel Lalana could, could really come come good today, and I think he, he could be the man that that, that actually changes it. So, I'm similar to Phil. I think that that three is going to be crucial to what Liverpool do, and I I I, I think Liverpool's balls are seeing a, a top class performer blossom in, in Firmino. I, I I I think his touch, his movement is exceptional, and I think Man United at home, Villarreal at home, you saw two. So two forms the highest standard from an individual Liverpool player, and, and if he plays like that tonight, uh, I, I don't see many teams living with him in that form. I, I, I think he's that good. I, I think I, he likes the big occasion. I as think well. he does like the big occasion. I, I, I can see him being the one who he might be the one who scores the winning goal, but he's obviously got goals in him. But I, I think he can be the one who sets the standard that others go to, and I think if he does that, Liverpool win the game. Piercy. Yeah, I, I, I really fancy Liverpool tonight. I just think everything has been building up to this. You know, I think Klopp oozed calmness. You know, in, in terms of everything in the build-up, I think you know he'll have them. You know, he'll have a game plan set out. Everyone will know exactly what is expected of them. Um, and I, yeah, I just think they'll have too much firepower. I think he'll be bold with his team selection. Um, and I just think, you know, I think probably two-one, three-one Liverpool. Doyle, you've probably got Nathaniel Klein narrowed down as your match winner, have you, in your normally uh, uh, in your normal uh, fashion to go against everybody else? Well, I w- was obviously going to go against everybody else. The person I'm going to say is me and, me and Toe were talking yesterday and we were saying the worry about Sevilla is that they've got goals in them. So I think one of Liverpool's defenders, I'm looking at Dejan Lovren, if he comes up with a big game, and, you know, he's still going to be a threat from set pieces. He's got a bit of history of scoring in this competition late on. Uh, I think if he has a good game, I think Liverpool have got the platform for then the rest of the players like Firmino, not Firmino, I got told off for calling him that the other week, uh, Coutinho, Sturridge, all of those, they've got the platform to go off and do something, which yeah. I think they will actually. I think Firmino's the man, I really do. To me, I think he's becoming, not there yet, but I think he's becoming and may well become a more important player for Liverpool than Coutinho. Um, big shout that I know, but I think in the, in the next 12 months he will do. And... Uh, you know, that's the way to see, but I hope it's his night. And we've got a late entrant. Christian Walsh has uh, has arrived uh, over the bridge, and he's here to give you his match winner for the Reds tonight. Who's your match winner for the Reds tonight, mate? Jordan Henderson off the bench. <laughs> I think that, looking at his face, that might be all we're going to get from him today. So, uh, listen, this has been your Blood Red uh, podcast. Really hope next time we speak, we're talking about 
uh, another glorious night in Liverpool history. Enjoy the game, whether you're over here or at home. Uh, all the best. Up the Reds. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Did you go with the karaoke bar? Yeah.